Radio Pulpit on 657 AM. My name is Given Illustrative and this is I Am Live on a Friday evening. Now we're joined in studio by U Fiona Letzualo. Um, and I was telling her earlier that I'm afraid that I might forget your surname, but I will make sure that even if I have to write it down, because I take names very seriously. Now, welcome to studio. Uh, welcome to I Am. This is your first time here, right? Yes, it is. Hopefully not the last. Hopefully not the last. <laughs> Definitely not the last. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so now we're going to be having a conversation with her about her journey, her pursuits, and what she hopes to become in the future. Um, you know, we all have things that we aspire to become. And if whenever you sit down and you imagine the type of person that you want to be, the kind of money you want to make, and the spaces that you want to exist in. If it doesn't make you afraid, then there must be something wrong with you. Um, you're either aiming too low or there's something wrong with your chemical balance, right? Uh, because aiming for something, even if you're just taking a dart, aiming for a dart board to hit a bullseye, there's a certain le- level of nerve wrack that will I hit the target or will I not? Um, and I think that's the that's what's good. this conversation is going to help with, just helping you understand that if you do have those emotions, then you're a normal human being. Um, and, and, and if you don't, then you should get yourself checked. <laughs> but anyways, uh, here is Fiona. We're going to get to know her together, where she comes from, who she is, why she's doing the things that she's doing, if she is afraid, if she's no- a normie or if there's something <laughs> weird about her. <laughs> how are you doing, Fiona? I'm good, thanks. And how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. So let's start with where uh, you grew up. Uh, where do you come from? Okay, so I was born in Pretoria, okay. went to a hospital. Uh, but you was... remember the hospital? Yeah, I still go to that hospital. Who this does that? Day. Me. <laughs> <laughs> when you get in there, you're like, I was born here. Yeah. It's my know, home. <laughs> if there's this type of ownership that I have. Whenever I get in there, I'm like, yes, I was here from the beginning. Some yeah. of them are just newbies. Like... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I was born in Pretoria, also raised in a bit of... Northwest and KZN. Okay. Because my mom is from that side, raised within a military household. So wow. I know what it's what it's like to be raised. Okay, in a we're going place. to park there. We need to park it there. <laughs> um. So by that, do you mean that your your parents were in the military or one of them? Both of them. Oh wow. Both my parents were in the military. My dad used to travel a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. so he was always in DRC because. South Africa was always taken that side and then oh. it would just be my mom but my mom would also be at work so the person that many times raised me was my sister was my older sister oh I see so, I see and how much the what's the age gap between the two of you I think 10 years if I'm correct 10 oh, years okay. age difference your estimation my estimation she looks 10 years older than me given <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's in her 30s and I'm like 21. So it's oh, like the age okay. gap is huge between us. So I see. Like... I see. So there could be definitely a decade or more. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That makes sense. It must have been quite an experience for her. You know, yes, you I suppose. Yeah. I suppose <laughs> it, it also speaks into how the career path that you choose will actually have an impact on how much time you have with your kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and how much you you you'll be able to pour yourself into them. Yeah, because it's uh, it's it's definitely a huge thing. I think a lot of people forget that your your child or your siblings start choosing their career path when 
they are very young. At first, mm. you're like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter. Mm. As you get older, it's like, okay, um, this is not what I want. I want something to kind of fill the void that, you know, might help me express myself a bit better. Might yeah. help other people. Yeah. So writing definitely became a thing for me because I was not a person that was verbal with okay. a lot of my things. So I would always like write it down. Mm-hmm. And then hide it under the mattress. Are you then, shy? Are you a shy person? Um, I don't think so. When I'm with people, mm-hmm. or it's new or not, it's very easy for me to become comfortable and just make the person comfortable. Okay. But if I don't know you, or it's just some other type of vibe, then I'm I'm quiet. Oh, okay. I understand. I understand. So your reserved, your natural state is you're quite reserved. Yeah. But depending on the cer- situation, the circumstance, and the environment. You come out definitely. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, so basically, writing became an outlet for you to sort of like, um, I don't know if using the word compensate is a good word to use, but like it was a way of you um, bringing that reserved part of you out. Yeah. Um, um, when my dad was gone a lot when I was younger, it was a thing of you. I would always like um, leave like certain clues. To show my mom mm-hmm. that, okay, I really miss my dad. Like, he's oh, wow. been gone. And, yeah. like, it was a thing of, I got tired of, like, always saying, when is he coming back? Papa mm-hmm. Buaningi. Like, mm-hmm. you, I got tired of that. So, it was a thing of, she would find me at times, at nights, holding my dad's picture in her bed. And oh, she's wow. like, oh, okay, she misses her dad here. This is That's when mm-hmm. I start, like, dropping mm-hmm. clues everywhere in the house. Were they very strict in terms of in this house we wake up at this time, <laughs> we go to bed at this time? My mom and my dad, no, I do not. I'm not a morning person okay. at all. Yeah. But I think it got to a certain point where my mom it was the strict one. Oh. My mom was the person where, like, Get the home at. like I, I will hit you. I but see. my dad was the type of person of, let's sit down, mm-hmm. let's talk. You don't do one, two, three, four, five because mm. this is the consequences of your actions. I wonder, I'm out of curiosity, it's a bit of an off ramp, but okay. I wonder if um, that is actually a thing, like in the sense that mm, fathers are more likely to be more conversational um, in solving problems and mothers just beat the problem <laughs> out of you. <laughs> I think I think it, it depends on the type okay. of the type of character your father or your mother has. Yeah. So yeah. if your mom was raised strict within a thing of in with my mom being Zulu, mm-hmm. we were raised with Zokshan and Duke. Okay. I hit you. Okay, I see. You know, so that was their understanding of if she, if your mother pulls out mm. certain things then you know you're in trouble. Yeah. With my dad it was a thing of there was never really when I go with my dad's family and I look at them, it was you don't ever see them saying Betagatub. Oh. It's a thing of uh uh-uh. Okay. Let's talk. I see. Let's relax because I think they believe it's more of a thing of if you talk to them, mm-hmm. they'll listen. Okay. If you don't talk to them and you don't listen to them, then they don't. They find another way to kind of get your attention. Oh, I understand. So it's like you have for you to get a hiding, you have to have crossed a number of boundaries. I was naughty, so I understood. <laughs> <laughs> I was naughty. I was like, I see. I, I understood. I see. Yeah. So let's get into. Uh, particularly with your interest in writing, because we just happened to land there. <laughs> um, what what exactly do you see? So you're studying journalism, right? Yes. Um, where exactly? Because I love the fact that from my conversations with you, it seems like your idea or your vision for being a writer goes beyond the realm of of journalism. It's like you understand that the ri- writing has many different applications, yeah. right? Um, in a world where you don't have restrictions, Oof. right? 
Where would you? What would you love to see yourself working on in terms of writing? Um, Let's say whatever you took out, people would consume. Uh, how could I? I'm trying to find a way to put it. Um, originally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my works is verified as an author, so okay. I'm already an author as it is. Okay, awesome. So before it used to be small things where I would write very i would write poetry mainly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to make it an outlet and when i would give it to people it would become a thing of oh i understand this i get this so Mm -hmm. in my perfect world would be a thing of i don't want us to just sit down and write i want Mm -hmm. us to be able to perform the art that we write oh i see so i want us to be able to be like i want to be able to have a conversation sit down with a person and be like my heart does not know how to comprehend pain any longer because I'm used to it. What does your heart not want? To, what What does your heart want to comprehend? Also, okay. I want to be able to flow with a person and let that become an art type yeah. of discovery. I understand. So I don't know. I think people just box in poetry and they think, oh, it's just it's a lot of love, pain, love, pain. There's there's more boundary. There's oh, more. Oh yes, to I that. understand there's what you mean. So it's like that. it's almost as if poetry is always whining. Yeah, <laughs> like they make poetry seem like a small baby that needs to constantly be cleaned up. Nah, the poetry yeah. is, is is bigger than that. Poetry is being able to discover what mm-hmm. you were holding back. Yeah. For so long Exactly like, I have seen the worst And the best of life So I understand That with poetry It's a thing of It gets you to a place Where you look at your life mm-hmm. In 360 degrees And you understand that okay? I get you um, So in terms of So is your Is your For your For your writing mm-hmm. Are you more Passionate about poetry Is that where your Interest is Or would you also Love to see yourself Write like novels or maybe essays on people. I write or bios. I'm versatile, so okay, okay. I can step in everywhere. I'm very. I'm a verified author. author yes. On web novels, so I write okay. novels as it is. Oh, lovely! So lovely poetry. I perform poetry, but I yeah. stopped performing it because of the pandemic. Killed my vibe. <laughs> but <laughs> I pandemic killed my vibe. Pandemic, like, <laughs> how could you? You know. But, <laughs> but before I used to perform poetry and write poetry. Um, mm-hmm. before in 2018, I used to write scripts for kids' plays. Oh, lovely! So I used to help. I used to write scripts, perform it at churches, mm-hmm. and like give it out to other people. Be able to mix with kids and stuff like that because it was yeah. easier for me. I see. So I see. I'm very versatile. I used to write author. Um, essays on people mm-hmm. I used to try and put everything into words and perspectives for other people whenever they'd say okay you're going to have to interview this person what would you say if you interviewed Nelson Mandela and it was like okay cool I, I got this this oh. is very easy for me so people are like okay with me it's a thing of I'll complain about it now and yeah. be like Mara, how can you guys give me so much work and then yeah. afterwards it's going to be a thing of okay now I'm flowing Give I me see. five minutes and I'm done with this. I see, I see. That's pretty interesting. I'm loving, I'm loving this. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the aspect of you that's that l- interested in videography. Is it something that you actually saw, you watched someone do it, and then you fell in love with it? Or is it you did it and you were like, I kind of like this? <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing of, it goes back to also 2018. Before, it was just a thing of, I'm going to You remember the year? I remember my years you I remember have, the hospital listen, and the, oh my goodness listen, you have a good memory listen <laughs> when i get married that person better be careful because i will remember the end of everything everything i remember <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing of um in 2018 i finished my trick in 2017 so i finished very young 
2017, 2018, I decided to go study somewhere else before I got into my current college. Yeah. And I did um, child welfare at first. Okay. So that's where the script writing for the kids came in and me dealing with kids and working with them and trying to understand how they were came in. After a while, I got into a bit of an argument with someone and then I kind of switched out of child welfare into videography. And I was watching all of them do their work and I was like, okay, I also want to do this. And then one random day when it ha- it was like a big event, they were like, okay, get on camera one, you're doing videography, stick to him, do not lose him at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but then what if I make a mistake? I'm not used to the focus, the lighting. They're like, you're going to have to learn how to do this. And you know, there are some people where they move too fast for your liking like yeah. one minute you just blink and then they out of your sight. Now yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <gasps> it's stressful. <laughs> I know what you mean. But then yeah. they were like, okay, you're doing this, stick here, you don't move, you don't sit down, nothing. Mm, mm. I got to it, I did it, I fell in love with it. Is it? The adrenaline is crazy. Oh, wow. The being, it's like a different kind of art that you just cannot explain. It made me want to sink deeper and deeper into it. Do you do you also do this thing like after you've edited something yeah. and you've worked on it, you love it? Do you mm. watch it like 10, 15 times? Yeah. I like, know exactly that feeling. Because it though. helps to like look at it and be like, okay, where can I improve on? Where don't I improve on? Yeah. What should I learn more? What should I just think? And it got to a certain point where as I was continuing with all of this videographic work mm-hmm. i started i started being called okay uh you're on standby we're gonna fetch you you need to come do events at rema gospel church you need to go do this at 3c you need to go do this yeah it they made me travel around so much it made me fall in love with my work more and more because mm. it's like you're helping mm. people exactly. and you're helping yourself and then they were like okay you're gonna have to train people to do this just in case you can't do it, and I was oh, like, "Okay, cool." I see. We're doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cra- it's a crazy world. The media is a crazy world. Yeah, but I think it's really the best world ever because there's so many areas uh-huh. that you can improve on. That's true. That's there's very so many true. areas. Yeah. You're not boxed in. You don't have to just stick to writing. You don't have to just stick to just like editing. There's yeah. so much more to so it. So there there's something you also mentioned, uh the fact that you you're not a person who enjoys being on screen, right? You enjoy watching <laughs> you enjoy editing people on screen, looking at their faces. Mm. But you don't want them to be constantly looking at you. No. And I think that's beautiful, right? Um and I think it also points out to the fact that someone might be listening, thinking to themselves I don't want to be in media because I I don't like being on TV. Yeah. And they think that's the world of media. Like you always have to be on a billboard. You show your face here and there. And I think it's it's people like you who exist within the space of media that actually um, you you are a testimony of the fact that the world of media is vast and it can cater to anyone. Um, it, it doesn't matter the, your your personality, yeah. what you're shy, what you're confident about. Um, yeah, so we've tackled two things now. We've gone writing and we've done um, media. And it, it, it feels literally like I can completely understand how the things you're doing all connect as one, right? Yeah. And you're currently studying journalism. Yes. Um, what, what exactly made you go into journalism specifically? Goes back to my dad. Okay, this, the plot thickens. <laughs> Goes back to my dad. My dad was a person that, ooh, me and him, politics. Talks, oh. everything We were one when it came to that type of thing Because it was always a controversial type of conversation So as time went on It started becoming a thing of Okay, Fiona doesn't want to just stick to 
just um I can say writing books she wants more than this I see so it got to a certain point where I needed to sit down and I needed to figure out okay well, what am I going to do and there was a lot of beliefs where people kept on saying that journalists are people baratang ditaba. Oh. And it got to a thing where I got irritated and I was like, journalists are not just people that you think like your business. Yeah. They actually are providing you business that you want. Mm. And mm. you just don't know whether it's true or not. So that's why you think they're in your business. Exactly. So with me and my dad, it was a thing of, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to write this mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And I got fascinated by it. Being able to see my work and be like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I wrote I this. I wrote this. I understand. <laughs> I have my And you, did you actually know that um, news, like in in terms of your work as journalism, news is actually the number one most demanded thing in media? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah so, and, and I think it, it's also beautiful because what I love about writing, right, is the fact that you need to, you just need to find, you can write about what's interesting to you and then you'll build a fan base around that. Right. If yeah. you love writing about technology, if you love writing about fashion and then you just build the strength in that area. Um, it's one of the things I think I, I, I love writing, but I don't like writing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Journalistic writing. That's yeah. very factual and <laughs> it's, it's hard. do your research. It's I'm hard. very poetic. I'm it, very poetic. I, I totally get you on that. It's very hard when they started restricting my writing and telling me that you need to stick to. There's hot news, there's feature news, there's, and I'm like, man, isn't it just writing? Step back. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I love the fact that you brought that up, right? Because when when we when you're passionate about something, which I imagine it was the case for you as yeah. well, you were like. I love journalism. Yeah. I like the idea of it. It's it, it's associated with with news, politics, all the things that you you share with your father. Yeah. Um. And I imagine that once you entered the field, and then you realize that wait a minute, why are you connecting the thing that I love with all of these technicalities? Like. And not to mention how many laws govern the world of gen- hey, journalism. Yo, the things that I, <laughs> the things that we were taught, things like oh oh, you cannot. If you make one mistake, mm. that might be the end of your career. That's true. And if you do, if you go on air and you make and you say something wrong or you don't pronounce a person's name right, it's over for you. I was like, excuse me, all mm. of us are from different cultures. Mm. You can't tell me mm. to pronounce an African's name and a Sutu name and be very precise. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. I completely get you. I think. I understand in as much as for me personally, I'm very big on getting people's names. Even if I'm meeting a Chinese person, I will try <laughs> by all means. But I do understand the, what, what you're saying, especially if your job relies on you getting it right. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then it's, yeah, no. Uh, there's this guy from America. I remember here at the office, like his name really, really knocked us out. His, <laughs> his name was not the problem. I think, I think, I can't remember if it was Tim or something, but his surname is Bajagag. See now, see, he would have gotten a nickname from me. I would have looked at him and been like, "Listen, you are going to be Tim B today." You, you know what I mean? You know, it's it's over. Like, <laughs> honestly speaking, um, I think he is actually he's a, definitely a politician in America. I'm just not sure what he specifically da- uh, yeah. does in politics. Yeah, but I, it's something Bujagai. I just remember his surname because we struggled so much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so now we're gonna get into something that you left lying in the closet, right? Uh, you're singing So you used to sing way back uh, Tell us when did you start What did you sing Were you in the church choir uh, What's the story Okay so 
I moved Me and my family Used to move a lot of Into a lot of churches Mm -hmm. So you know how Black churches are (laughs) You're always just singing Like these specific songs And they get stuck In your head Like no matter what So there was a certain point Where we stopped at one church And my dad and my mom Loved it So I was like Okay cool Which means this time I can't cause trouble Oh they loved the church They loved the church So I was like Okay they're gonna Probably stay at this church Mm. We stayed there And I ended up having to go To the youth Instead of sitting With my parents Okay So when I was in the youth After time I was I started getting To know everybody Mm -hmm. And then slowly I started becoming They started putting Positions over me They were like Okay you You are gonna be In charge of the media team and you're going to write us articles. There was a certain point where I wrote them books for the youth church. Mm, mm. As time went on, they started realizing, okay, no, she has more skills than we thought. So it went from just leading the youth, writing and doing all of that stuff and the media and the social media Mm, into, mm. okay, now you're going to lead the choir now. You're going to be doing solo performances. You're going to be... And I was doing all of these things Mm. and it was crazy how... People would constantly build me and say, wow, you're an amazing singer. Well, you should do this. You should go do idols. You should do this I and see. this and this. I hate it when people think everyone who can sing must go to <laughs> idols. <laughs> like, the amount of people that are successful without it. But anyway, it's mm, fine. Mm. But like, you know, it just started, they started building up that kind of, um, how can I say, that kind of hope. That I had left for a while. I understand. You know, and it it was great. My performances were were very high. They were trending on Facebook at a certain point. Mm, mm. And then I got into, I got older Mm -hmm. and I realized there are better singers. Okay. There are people that can do a wide range. There are people that can hit notes that I've never even tried in my life. Is that what made you stop? It made me stop because I was What? Are you kidding me? Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Let me get this. Let me get this. (laughs) Are you saying that you enjoyed singing so much that you could have pursued it further? Yes. But then you met other people who do it better? Yes. Are you being serious right now? my, My mom's side... They can sing. Like, these women are amazing singers. It's, I see. It's crazy. Yeah. But then when I'm like, when I try and like sing it, I'm like, nah, I don't think. You're at that level. At that level. So instead of thinking about all the performances I had when I was younger, I was like, forget it. I'm going to just sit down. Oh, so you do realize that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad because I was about to give you a pep talk. <laughs> but I'm glad that even you've re- come to a realization that you know what, here's the thing that I personally I'm a I don't think you have to pursue everything you're you're good at. Yeah. And I don't think that you have to pursue it as a career specifically. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm I'm a big believer in the fact that if let's say I mean you wanna clearly writing is something you wanna pursue as a career. Yeah. Um and clearly just the world of journalism and wherever else because um, I can see with your skills you 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 you'd be able to fit in many different things. Uh, but obviously you need focus in yeah. order to grow. Um so but at at the same time it doesn't just because you're brilliant at singing i don't believe that you have to pursue singing yeah. but it is something that um i would um uh, what's the word i'm looking for um i would beseech thee <laughs> <laughs> i beseech thee you know i would implore you to like continue doing it as a hobby yeah you know like every time maybe you come back from work get home grab a piano and just start playing and singing or making videos at home or whatever. Because I do feel, well, first of all, I am 100% convinced that the notes that you see other people hit that you're currently unable to hit, it's just a matter of practice. They just had more time than you. It probably is because I did have a piano at the house. 
Oh, there was I a certain see. point where they got me a piano and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But then <sighs> I think when my dad... I both want and don't want your parents. <laughs> my, I <laughs> think bittersweetness. <laughs> I think it got to a certain point where when my dad passed, that's when it was like, okay, I think I'm just going to stick to just the safest side of my skills. I'm going to just see. stick to the writing and stuff like that. But the thing, it was a thing of, uh, I'm not doing as much practice as I used to. I mm-hmm. moved churches and I wasn't singing there. I was just doing mainly media work. Oh. So it was like, you know what? Singing is a lot. It needs practice. It needs a yeah. lot. So yeah. I was like, no, it's fine. So as time went on, I just slowly just felt like, okay, I don't need to do it anymore. I don't yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm good enough anymore. So I was like, deuces, let me just sit down. All right. So we've actually run out of time. time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just quickly give us your handles. Where can people get to know you? When can they follow you? If they want to see your progress in life and post about your writing, where you at? Okay. So on Web Novel, if you're looking for my books, my three famous books, <laughs> yeah, you can go on Web Novel, search for Serialsa Esposa. I know mm-hmm. very different. And then on my Instagram and Twitter, says Bossa, or you can search Fiona Letzalo automatically should pop up. Okay, awesome stuff. So that is Fiona joining us for this beautiful conversation right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. You're <laughs> still tuned in to I Am Live and we have a lot in store for you. So do not go anywhere. But right now we're going to take a breather and be back right after this.